0: Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission Two Men, One Podcast Every Black Film Ever Made My name is Vincent Williams and I am joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? This is Len aka The Bad Trouble. And on tonight's stop, we visit some old friends Mm. as we check in once more with Calvin and all the cast of characters in Calvin's Barbershop in 2004's Barbershop 2, the sequel to Barbershop, and the second part of the Dare I Say Barbershop trilogy. But before we get our joints
1: tightened up, <laughs> get our lines, you get, know, get lined up, get lined up, get lined up. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, we want to wish each and every one of you a hearty hello. Hello everybody out there watching us streaming live on Facebook as well as on YouTube via StreamYard. Shout out to Aaron Fry, George Kimona, Deborah Battle, and Summer Willow, who is also, uh, all of them, watching us live.
0: Good tonight. evening, good evening, folks. Good evening. Good to see you.
1: I wish we could see them. Figuratively. I wish we could see their figures. See. See. George Kimona cuts the... We're going to a, a we're nice gonna have to
0: go to a workshop. <laughs> we're going to have to go to a workshop. <laughs> we got to go to a DUI. Right, right, DUI right. DUI right, to right, Go through some training. <laughs> have you had those trainings at work where, where you got to go through the training and then it's a quiz at the end of the module? Yes. And yes. like they won't let you fast forward? No.
1: Exactly. Right. You're like, I know this. Like, no. No, you don't. I know. I, you know. You so you won't we have to go through a training. Not at this job, you know. <laughs> We've got different people. yeah <laughs> Um anyway, um, but as always, we like to start things off going to our listener mail. We got an email from Belinda Silber Vince. Hey Belinda, asking, do you do documentaries? Oh. If you do, please add time. To your list, yeah. a wonderful doc about how prison affects family and how love conquers all. Yeah, you keep threatening to crack the seal. Well, on documentaries. I have a couple lined up for the um, the road to twenty five, road to three okay.
0: hundred, road to three hundred. Okay. I have a
1: couple lined up for that um, because we we I think we at the end of the day landed on if the documentary was released to. Theaters, then technically is a movie. Oh, well, and right. we should review it. And and the films that I have chosen are ones that were released in in theaters. Okay. Now we can't just as a like a blanket rule say yes we're doing documentaries because that's a can of worms that we can't, especially in the world in the in the days of streaming. Sure,
0: sure. You know? So so same rule as the movies is what you're saying, right? If, right. if it was released in the theater, okay. It was released in the theaters so I'm with it there you go so time was was time released in the theater did See, that I come out I, I think I it's in know. that gray covid area because it came out I
1: think last year that's the thing like there are in the days of covid right and this did come out in 2020 mm-hmm. uh time uh and it's supposed to be very good I haven't seen it but but I it, it got some very good press it did now it came out in 2020. Directed by Garrett Bradley, um, follows Sybil Fox Richardson fighting for the release of her husband, Rob, who is serving a 60-year prison sentence for engaging in an armed bank robbery. The film premiered at Sundance in 2020 and was released theatrically on October 9th of 2020. Well, there you go. So there you go. All right. It is in our wheelhouse. You're right. The shame of it is. Now, here's the thing. It was nominated for best documentary feature in the Academy Awards, and I think that's fair because it was released to theaters. Okay, but you know what documentary was also nominated for best Academy feature? Not in twenty twenty. Okay, but in the year it came came out, the documentary was uh, America versus OJ. Oh, the the ESPN oh my documentary, goodness. which is phenomenal. Yes, it is. Absolutely phenomenal, worthy of praise. Yes, but it shouldn't be nominated for an Academy Award. It Why? wasn't released in theaters.
0: Well, how was it nominated for an Academy Award if it wasn't released in theaters? That's
1: the thing. I, I th- see now. Because let's be clear, it was absolutely good enough. It was. Now I'm actually conflated because I'm not because I know it was nominated. I do And now I'm saying was it wasn't nominated for an Academy Award or for an Emmy. Wait a minute. Oh, Made in America. It was O.J. Made, a, Made gotcha. in America.
0: Calamity Park, by the way, is the name of the documentary I was trying to think of the name of
1: before we start broadcasting. But thank you for bringing in that non-sequitur into the live I mean, portion of the show. I mean, we're talking about
0: documentaries. We're okay. talking.
1: Yeah, but it, it will have no context and on the show.
0: Per our conversation, I laid out breadcrumbs so people knew what I was talking about. I said, oh, it was a documentary it was relative
1: to a conversation that we were having
0: previously. I didn't just
1: say, Calamity Calamity Park! Okay. Um, It was O.J. Made in America. Yes. The 2016 American uh, documentary series that was on ES... premiered on ESPN, part of their 30 for 30 series. And I was wrong. It was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Directing for a nonfiction program. Yes. No, no, no. I knew I was right. It won the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature... In the 89th Academy Awards.
0: Does it say, so was it released theatrically at some point? Which I don't understand because it was like a five-night deal. How did it win oh an Academy God.
1: Award? Oh my God. It, 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 I'm, I'm reading here. Okay. OJ Made in America premiered a premiere to Sundance in January okay. of 2016 and was theatrically released in New York and Los Angeles in May of 2016.
0: Why are you saying it like that? It, it sounds like it was released in the films then.
1: Yeah, but like you said, man, I can't believe that they released the whole thing theatrically. I mean, it was really good. Yeah, but it was like, it was seven It was like five days.
0: I I, I have to say, I probably would have come back all five days.
1: I didn't need to see it on
0: the big screen.
1: Yeah, it says the documentary had a theatrical run with two intermissions at the Cinema Village in New York City and the uh, I'm probably going to the Lymel Theater in Santa Monica, California from May twentieth to through the twenty sixth of twenty sixteen. That's crazy. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess, but I I don't know. I, it seems like it, it's that's not fair. Anyway, um, <laughs> they it they did just sort of bully their way into an Oscar. I know, right? I <laughs> they mean, did
0: sort of bully their it way It doesn't seem fair to <laughs> me. Like, like they were like somebody made a documentary about like a trailer park. Right, in Iowa, and then somebody else made a documentary about some starfish that were going extinct, and then they said, "And then we have this."
1: What year did "I Am Not Your Negro" come out? "I Am Not Your Negro" came out. I want. I want. I just want to check and see when, when that came out. Okay, that came out in twenty sixteen. That was also in twenty sixteen. That was. Theatrically released. It was not streaming.
0: Oh, it was so, not so on this, television so this in would any have way. I am your Negro then. Yes. Which, oh. See? that's not, And yeah. it's great. No, I get it. I but get it's what you're not saying. fair. Like I said, they, you're right. You just sort of bullied your way in. Right. T- yeah. they,
1: it, you win the Emmy. I'm with you. Yeah. The Academy Awards. Yeah. That's you, not
0: fair. You've really got to be in your bonnet.
1: About I've this. got a hornet's nest. A hornet's nest. In
0: nest, my bonnet, if you will. A hornet's nest. A. I got stung by a B last week. Really, I did. You know, it was like in the grass, and it stung me in the ankle. B, there was a hornet's nest actually hanging from a tree in my neighborhood.
1: I have no sympathy for you with your bee sting. You have no sympathy no. for because no. you because wh- you wh- thought I deserved to get stung by bees. Where were you when you were stung by
0: the bee? I actually walked. You know how when you're on the sidewalk mm. and and the sidewalk, see, now you're about to feel bad because i was walking with wendy and we was on we were on the sidewalk and you know how sometimes the the bushes people don't cut back the bushes yeah and the bushes had were leaning over the sidewalk so i let her stay on the sidewalk and i walked over in the grass and it was in the grass okay now now you feel bad don't you i don't feel bad but you feel bad you wish you hadn't said that. Like, now that I have the story. but And you set yourself up, because I could have made up any kind of story about the bee. I was saving orphans. <laughs> I was pulling a puppy from out of a fire. <laughs> I <was> pull- <laughs> and I stepped over into the grass and was stung by bees. I was pushing a seal back right. into sea. Back into sea, exactly. Nia <laughs> Long had dropped her bag. And I went and picked it up and handed it to her. And then I got stung by the bee. So you set yourself up. Summer Willow says,
1: take it back, Len. I'm not taking it back. See? I'm not taking it back. I'm not. Because I thought you got stung someplace else. And so maybe I should take it back. I apologize. Why why are you being so... so, so, I don't know. I'm in my feelings. You thought I was rolling around in some honey or something? what? Anyway, um, (laughs) Breebree 517 says that she heard about Calamity Park, about that wild and dangerous amusement park. I've watched that documentary on HBO. Yes. An excellent documentary. It's an excellent documentary and yo, that joint was a clusterfuck. Yeah. (laughs) Had you heard of it? No. Me? Either, but it, it sounds like when you watch it, it, it was like, like a, a North Jersey, North thing. Jersey, yeah, like 80s, early 80s, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So, and definitely, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of brothers and sisters, there yeah. were not, there were not, and and I
0: noticed that looking at the footage. Mm-hmm. And, and you do, you know, I think for a lot of us, our default is, oh, that's some white people nonsense, yeah, right,
1: but it was fascinating, right, right. Now, black people nonsense. Is have you been watching on YouTube or TikTok? Oh, no, I'm probably going to say no to this. The Hood Olympics, specifically <laughs> the, 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 milk the, crate the milk crate challenge? thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have. I have. I spent a Friday night, this most recent Friday night. Okay laughing my brains off with people falling and hurting with, themselves with a couple of friends sitting here until way too late in the evening just watching people falling and hurting themselves <laughs> so stupid yeah so
0: stupid I always say young people force you to become old because it's like, I know y'all have something better to do. Yeah, but it wasn't
1: just young people. Though. There was know. a lot of Pop-Pops.
0: I know. There was a lot of Pop-Pops taking I L, know. dog. I know.
1: There was a whole lot of Pop-Pops taking L. I I
0: know. But <laughs> I have seen them. I just, like, I know it's a book somewhere that people
1: can be reading. <laughs> True, right? All right. Here we go. Uh, we got an email from Deborah Battle. Oh, hey, Deborah! Still in the email (laughs) phase of the show. Yes. Um, Listening to some of your older reviews and wondering if there was a movie uh, a movie review that you would like to have a do-over. Do-over is
0: strong. Mm. Do-over is strong. I will say that this happens to me all the time. I forget to say something. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and on the ride home, I'll yell, like, you know, I meant to talk about that aspect of the film or this, that, and the other. Right, right. The only thing that I, al- the only episode that I always go to where I think I would come close to a do-over is Beyond the Lights. Because in retrospect, I was still really, really angry at... Nate Parker. Nate Parker. I was still really, like, like, sort
1: of in your feelings about yeah
0: him. about Nate Parker. I'm not going to say in my feelings because that's not a phrase I think I'm comfortable using about myself with my own emotions. But I was, <laughs> it, I was, I was really angry at Nate Parker, Hmm. and that informed some of my thoughts. Oh, I see. And you I've
1: know. circled back and watched it again. Watch the film again. Watch the film again. Right. I I would seem to remember being able to detach myself from any feelings about Nate Parker and just really just being amazed at how much I seem to enjoy the film. Right. And I seem like I didn't. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, I seem like I didn't. Right. But that's mine.
1: Do you? I mean, I wouldn't do over The Last Dragon. (laughs) Um... Even though I have come to recognize (laughs) its cult status Mm -hmm. for a lot Mm -hmm. of people, Mm -hmm. but I still contend my feelings for it. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're just not as strong. Right. But there are, there's, there's, um, one movie that I would definitely do over. Oh, what? One review I would definitely do over, and that's Black Dynamite. And that's because that's the review that you weren't here. We said we were going to do Black Dynamite, and we just just haven't gotten to it yet. So
0: in my mind, Black Dynamite is just on the, oh, we might maybe road to 300. Maybe. 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 because,
1: Because in fairness, I would want to do it with you but I would want to give Daryl the opportunity to I was be the about guest. To say on just it. bring him back, because Daryl Charles sounds like we're Charles. programming, right? He sat in for you, right, right, right. Um, and then the other one, the other movie that I'm up to rewatching, okay, and doing a new review of is Big Words <laughs> because. I recognize that we reviewed that film very early in our run. And I think that I was still developing exactly how I wanted to approach critiquing these movies. And you have a, a larger perspective. Which, right, which we can say about all of them. All exactly, of them. Yes. exactly. Your, your perspective changed. My per- your, your perspective, perspective has totally changed on Harry Belafonte Look, over the course of these of these many movies. My tenth
0: grade English teacher said, "You never see the same Shakespeare play twice, because your perspective changes. Right, every time you see it, you bring something new to it. So,
1: right. So, I would be up for." rewatching and reviewing big words i have I've, I've had the germ of a thought about a
0: remix review which is basically that like like you ever um take but, another stab at or take another stab or um i don't know if my daughter is listening if she is listening I hope she can text me real quick in real time there is a cooking show where now 10 years later Mm-hmm. The dude has come back, and he's almost doing a director's commentary to the old episodes. Really? oh what? Ooh, I want to see what show is that. It is. Um. Oh, what is? Is the, it on Bravo or something? I I don't know. Camille DVRs it, so sometimes we'll, we watch it. But but it's wow, like Camille watches it. Oh, you know Camille she's well, right because she's a, right, like cause a little, she's a little chef. shape Jeff, chef, right? What is the name of that show? It's like the the white guy. He's a scientist, mm-hmm. and he um, but he became like a cooking guy. Good eats, good eats. Okay, okay, good eats. And okay. now there's a show called Good Eats Reloaded. Mm-hmm. So it's it, most of them. They're like ten years. It's ten years later, and he'll play the the original episode, but then he breaks in. And says, you know, at this time, something, 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 this kind of stove, you know, I used to make it this way, but since then I've learned to do this, that, and other. And he says, okay, back to the episode. Oh, wow. And I would love to do, you know, with with our immense free time, since we're both gentlemen of leisure, (laughs) that we just sit around in the garden, looking at the splendor of nature. I would be down for that. In the midst of our free time, maybe we can do that. You as know well. what? We should remix Big Words. Big Words is about hip hop. We could re- we can remix Big Words. So so like we would play the episode and then like like cut in yeah every now and then in the episode and say you know this that and the other.
1: Yeah, yeah. But we should. Yes, we should. We should do that. We should absolutely do that. Right. So thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. Like that, I like that. Mm-hmm. And thanks, and you saw this on the Facebook group. I, I didn't, but thanks to whomever pointed out that they thought it would be a good idea for us to start putting timestamps mm-hmm. in our um, on the, our show description. Which, in show fairness, notes, has come up. It's come up a, a couple, couple of times, times, more than a yeah, couple, a couple of, times. of times. So you know, so putting timestamps in the show notes as to exactly when the review. Begins right, and I think that is actually a very good suggestion. Um, as we are nearing 300 episodes, and I have just recently completed the the um, transition of all of our episodes onto our new um, website, mm-hmm. I can tell you right now we're not going to go back and put timestamps in bulk of them. However, we are committed to going back. Well, first of all, starting with tonight, starting with our show tonight on Barbershop 2, we are going to put a timestamp in the show notes exactly when the review begins. Mm -hmm. And um, through the assistance of my good partner, Vincent, we have committed that we will go back through June of this year, right? Summer uh, 2021, and put timestamps in those episodes, right? um, At at least. And then. And then
0: we'll. You know, Keep work going, on trying to try do the big ones. You know,
1: we'll be, yeah, maybe some of the big do like ones, like the
0: Tyler Perry episodes.
1: The The Tyler Perrys, you know, driving Miss Daisy. Miss it's a bit Daisy. popular. One. Last Dragon. Y- you know. You know, the people seem to like that. Daughters of the Dust. That, that was, was a good one. Man, yeah. So. so, and I'll leave that to you. Okay. I'll All, leave right. That to you. So All right. To you. All right. So there you go. All right. The ones. All there right? you go. There you go.
0: Congratulations to Nia Decosta first black woman to have a number one film in the theaters. Yes. Candyman. Yes. yes. Have you seen Candyman? I have not. You know I ain't going to no theaters in you're, 2021. You're still not going to the theaters. I'm not going inside a theater in 2000. It's, I don't plan on it. It's funny. Uh, my friend Monica was saying she is navigating the theaters by utilizing the, um, the ticket app mm-hmm. where you know you pick your seats. Yeah. And she says she's been looking at showings. Mm-hmm. Four showings where nobody is there. Basically, like two or three people are in the whole theater, and she's like, "Okay, well, I'll go to this showing."
1: Right, and I haven't thought about that that much. That's what as a lot of people have been doing. Yeah, yeah but.
0: Yeah, I'm not really planning
1: one. I know someone who saw Candyman enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, my friend uh, Kennedy, Storm Tribble from the Black Tribbles, she saw it. She enjoyed Interesting. it. Interesting. Um, and she is just like you. She is very, like, very skittish about going to the movie right. theaters. But she went to an afternoon showing and there was like about 10-20 people in there. Yeah. And, and all very yeah. you know, distance from one another. And, and if I'm
0: gonna do it I feel like something like because you know in my heart I don't even really want to watch it because it's mm. gonna be scary. But I feel like you should do it in the theater, like yeah. just go
1: ahead and yeah, give him yeah, real scared exactly. Uh, and I would do it even if it was also streaming. I don't think it's also oh oh streaming. right right. It's not streaming yet. Of course yeah. it,
0: it it might. You saw the um they're, they're they're streaming the Aretha Franklin film early. I did see that. So um, unfortunately, I think because it wasn't doing that well. I know. So I don't
1: want it to happen to Candyman. Me neither. Um, but but I think Candyman, you know, by virtue of it being a horror film, right? They they wanted to at least keep if it can keep enough momentum through Halloween. Through Halloween, yeah. or at least to get into October. Yeah. Then it it should be good. Very happy for her though. I'm very, very happy, happy for her. I'm very and for happy. the whole cast. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, a lot of our favorites in there. Yaya. Mateen. Um, Abdul Mateen. Yeah, Abdul
1: Mateen. Tiana Paris. Yes, Tiana Paris. I'm just going to live here for on Paris for a minute. Amen. um, I do want to see it in the theaters. Here's my here's my thing. I'm not super skittish about going to theaters. As long as I'm distant, I'm fine. Okay. Right? However, I can't... I, I just don't like going to the movies by myself. Okay. Right? So... I'm trying to find someone to go to the movies with me. But a few of my friends, they don't like horror movies. Right. You've you've actually got a couple of layers. But So that's my dilemma. So I've got to find a friend that will go to see... You don't
0: like going to the movies by yourself?
1: That's strange. You seem like a, a dude that could get into that. No. 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 I have gone to the movies two times by myself. One time I went the tickets were bought, and the person got caught up in like an emergency mm-hmm. and couldn't go. So I was like, All right, well, I'm just going to go. And I didn't even really enjoy the mm-hmm. movie, but it was whatever. But the only other time I went to the movies was me trying to tell myself, I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to be one of those Saturday guys. afternoons. I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to be a go to the movie by myself guy. Right. Yeah. And this was a long time ago mm-hmm. because the movie was Cobra, With oh. <laughs> <or> Sly <laughs> Stallone. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you
0: pulled that one out. I don't think I ever would have guessed you went to see Cobra with Sly Stallone,
1: dude. I was, I was single. I was like, I'm gonna go to the movies. Go to movies. You never know. Let's go see Cobra. Let's go see Cobra with Sly Stallone.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> He's wearing glasses. He's, he's wearing, wearing shades. sunglasses. Right, he's wearing sunglasses. He's got Brigitte
1: Nielsen right. on the back of his motorcycle. Oh, I forgot
0: Brigitte <laughs> Nielsen was in COVID. i like- I just remember he had one of his sunglasses. <laughs> You know
1: Sylvester Stallone <laughs> as you've never seen him yeah, yeah, yeah. with sunglasses <laughs> I think his name was like John Cobra John right, right. Did he have a beard? Did no, he, he have got, a, he, he had got, like he a, a little the stubble. The stubble beard yeah, the and stubble. the sunglasses Yeah 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 <laughs> You know leather. He was trying to stretch out <laughs> you know you know he's he trying to un Rambo so. said Cobra with Sylvester
0: Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you went to see Cobra by yourself. I went to see Cobra by myself. You know, got some pretzel bites. Sat in the
1: meet- middle of the theater. I think this was actually even before pretzel. They bites. hadn't invented pretzel they bites. Hadn't <laughs> bites yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet. <laughs> so was you popcorn. had like a baby roof. I had no. I had popcorn. <laughs> I had popcorn, <laughs> and I had Cracker Jacks. <laughs> no, I had popcorn, probably a soda, because um, <laughs> I was drinking soda then. And- it's like Mr. Pibb. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Mr. Finn shut up so but I do remember I don't remember exactly the scene but something happened on the screen and I looked to the side and I was like oh I can't do this again There's No, there was no, there was there. no
0: first like, of all there was some action unfolding
1: in Cobra and starring I, I, Sylvester I Stallone wanted to comment and you wanted it. to comment on the action now it didn't help that there was maybe fifteen people in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk about Cobra much. No, Sylvester so still talk about Cobra.
0: You know what I found out what? this weekend? Tommy Guns in mm-hmm. Rocky Five, yeah, was a real boxer. You never knew that. I thought he was a made because it was a made up Don. Um, oh my God, it was a made up boxing promoter. Don, not Don Cornelius,
1: What's Don King. It was a made up Don King. I'll sue you. So I thought the boxer dude was made up too. God, you you really just don't like sports.
0: And and no, this is my defense. Remember, they didn't actually box because they this, fought they fought in the street. They fought at this. This ain't no boxing ring. Right, right, right. This ain't no boxing ring. And then they was fighting in the backyard. And like Rocky hit him with a trash can.
1: So I just thought he was a made up oh, no dog. movie no dog. boxer. No dog. <laughs> no dog. He was a he was Tommy Morrison was like the the great white hope for I, a minute. Look, there, I man. got the whole rundown
0: about oh, him. They this gave you the right?
1: I thought he was a made up boxer. Did you see him get
0: knocked out? I mean, he slow down. I wasn't looking at no video. No,
1: footage, you y'all. need to see he gets knocked the hell. Out.
0: I mean, Sylvester Stallone hit him with a trash can in the backyard of his house in South in, in South <laughs> Philly. This this ain't no boxing match. This ain't no boxing match. Cause Rocky was
1: from the streets. Mm. Mm. No man, no 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 no. He got knocked out. Mm-hmm. First of all, I mean these names are going to mean nothing to you because uh, you don't follow boxing. Hey, in that case, you should
0: probably make up some more interesting ones.
1: <laughs> Razor Ruddick. There's okay. a name. There's a name. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. got he got stretched by Reza Ruddick, okay. and then Lennox Lewis pummeled him for six rounds before putting him out of his misery. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they they tried to blow this man up, like like no tomorrow, man. And like no, he was a bum. And I think I think he even got caught like on steroids or something like that, man. He's, I
0: know Rocky hit him with a trash can. <laughs> is there no boxing match. I was like, ooh, this is very exciting. Rocky Fob. And then at the end, his son took him into the museum. He, all these years, I've been running up these steps. Like I never actually went in. I don't in. believe
1: you didn't know that he was. A... I mean, why would I have known that? Like, why would I have known that? Humor me here. Okay. You do know that the stars of Space Jam and Space Jam A New Legacy. Are basketball players. Are actual yes! basketball. Okay. Dude.
0: Don't act like every other single solitary thing in the Rocky mythos was fake. Clubber Lang. Um, how I just forget my Russian man's name. Oh,
1: Vladi, um, my Vladi <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? Um, Dolph Lundgren. No, that's the name of the actor. Oh, well, that's what I wanted
0: you- to No, no, wanted- no. I mean, like, you- the character he played. Oh,
1: I forgot.
0: You know, Apollo Creed, like these were all fake people. Yeah. And in the case of Apollo Creed and the Don King character, they were facsimiles mm, mm. or caricatures of Drago. 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 Like Drago Drago didn't actually exist. I will break you. Right. (laughs) If he dies, he dies. Like these weren't, like no one was an actual person in Rocky. Like I don't know how suddenly in the fifth Rocky they bring a real dude in. And I'm the one that's crazy for not knowing that this one dude in five movies of fake dudes <laughs> this is the one real dude. Oh yeah, he was
1: he was a real deal. He's a real deal.
0: I know Rocky him with a trash can.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's
0: ain't, ain't no boxing ring.
1: Yeah, he didn't belong in a It was
0: very ring. exciting. They came to Rocky's back door and the Don King guy said, we demand to fight this, that, and the other. And Rocky was like, I know you didn't just come to my house. And then he beat his ass. He did. He did. Because the Don King guy said, oh, we should save it for the boxing ring. And he's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're going to do this right here. Why were we talking about that?
1: <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> All eyes point to you, bro. You don't want to brought that up. I pray up them Tommy Guns. <laughs> Stupid movie. Rocky Five. I I don't mind. Man. After Rocky Two, I stopped. Oh, you're crazy. I mean, I've watched Rock- I mean, I've watched them. Crazy. I watched Rocky 3, of course. Rocky 3 watch-
0: and 4 are legitimately great 80s films.
1: They're not great. They are great. They're not great. 80s films. I'll give you maybe Rocky 3. I'll give you Rocky no, I'll give you legitimately Rocky 3. Rocky 4, So, is- so Drago
0: won great. The, Rocky fighting Russians for us as Americans was great. The movie
1: is not great. The You're movie fucking. is three or four montages. You're crazy. It's not a good You're movie. Insane. It's You're insane. You're an insane
0: person. Movie. Rocky Four is fantastic, and Rocky Five is quite entertaining. You know, you should probably talk about the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are
0: you not entertained? And we'll time stamp it. Yeah, we'll time so, stamp so it. So if someone wants
1: to go right to the
0: review, see, see how that works? <laughs> the review doesn't
1: start to an hour 15. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> the Show's only hour 20. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get into our review of Barbershop 2. Back in business. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages.
0: For generations, Calvin's Barbershop has been the place where you can say anything. There's something wrong with R. Uh, Kelly, man. Y'all see the tape? I think he was set up. Oh, man, you set up now. He set up the camera. <laughs> and everyone man. knows your business. <laughs> cool. Cool,
1: now, you know that should have been your baby, right? I know, huh? After Calvin and I stopped dating, he opted for the small instead of the super size. <laughs>
0: This February... Calvin, come Luke. Man, what the hell is nappy cuts? Last week, I had me a milk bath. Well, they dipping susan and milk over there? <laughs> You'll be out of business in six months. Now to save the neighborhood... We're about to get proactive rather than reactive. Y'all here with the man shake. And a man saying, this is activator talk. <laughs> no, I'm... They'll have to fight back... If they want to send us back in... It's on and cracking. Yeah. Just a little off the top, please. Oh, Oh, yeah, it's cracking up in here. MGM Pictures presents...
1: This is burnt.
0: I'm not gonna do eat it. You know what you your ate? What kind of man treat a little girl that way? I wouldn't expect you to know what a man is. But I'm gonna give you a hint. It's one of them things you can't keep. What are you talking about? Look at that You Do what you wanna What do you do been you. doing? is Sweeping up the shop with it? <laughs> Ice Cube. A real barbershop, got real people, and most of all, real barbers. Cedric the Entertainer. We in a crisis right here, and you can double my rent. Eddie, you don't even pay no rent. Well, in that case triple it then. Sean Patrick Thomas. You being nice to me? I don't know this woman. Eve.
1: Would you know me if I shoved my foot up yet?
0: And a special appearance by Queen Latifah.
1: All done. Do I look like Beyonce? Just like her. Hey, hey, give me slow. Slow. Yeah.
0: Barbershop. Back in business. Hey,
1: man. You know, one day this whole shop's all going to be yours.
0: Oh, you barbershop 2. Back in business. This sequel to the 2002 film returns to the Chicago barbershop owned by Calvin Palmer. His employees, Isaac Terry, Ricky, Dinka and Cunard have their own personal and workplace problems, and a new barbershop called Nappy Cuts has moved in across the street. As Calvin tries to change the character of his business, Nappy Cuts and gentrification become a threat to the surrounding community. Barbershop 2... Directed by Kevin Rodney Sullivan, mm-hmm. with a script written by Don Scott, based on the characters created by Mark Brown, returning the cast of Ice Cube, Cedric the Entertainer, Sean Patrick Thomas, Eve, Troy Garrity, Michael Ealy, and Leonard Earl Howes, as well as new additions to the barbershop world including Harry Lennox and Queen Latifah was
1: the choice of
0: Lynn Webb.
1: Lynn, what
0: say you of Barbershop 2?
1: I was really looking forward to um, watching this film for two reasons. One, because I wanted to close out our summer with a fun film. Mm-hmm. just a fun, Just a fun time sitting around just laughing at a silly comedy. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And two, because I had honestly and now having rewatched it, I'm certain I hadn't watched Barbershop 2. You know, I enjoyed the first Barbershop and I maybe caught I think I maybe caught parts of Barbershop 2 over the years because I seem to remember the whole like um, scene that takes place at a cookout. Mm -hmm. I seem to remember seeing that part again before, but not much else from the movie. So I was really looking forward to returning to this. Especially in light of us revisiting Barbershop as we did earlier this month and delighting on how much of a a fun film that was. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not anything that takes itself too seriously. But just a fun time at the movies. Right? Um, So I was really looking forward to Barbershop 2 and for the most part, I was rewarded. Mm-hmm. For the most part, this is a Good film. It re- it um, returns a lot of the cast from the original film, if not a- almost all of them, except of course Keith David's character is away. Right. Um, and some characters have less to do mm-hmm. in this movie because of some new additions. Um, they smartly focus most of the action in and around the barbershop in this film so you get more of more scenes in the barbershop more of the camaraderie no cutaways to you know the anthony anderson subplot of the first one right Uh, now any cutaways are few and far between and when they do you know it's usually by virtue of the character calvin ice cube taking us to that other scene right as opposed to you know somebody else being like something that doesn't have anything to do with what what we're here for which is our barbers right right so that's smart um this is a film set in 2004 that wears this 2004 on its sleeve because it's the the beginning or we're right in the 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 if not the beginning the uh, right nearing the 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 crux of gentrification in black neighborhoods and here on the south side of Chicago right um, with the whole nappy cuts venture coming in a lot of the the smaller businesses in and around the barbershop selling out their um. Selling their stores, you know, taking a quick quick money and retiring people who have been there for years. We're right. introduced to more of the neighborhood. We return to like uh, we don't really return to the bodega down the street, but we see the the yeah, owner yeah. of of the bodega. But we do see that there is kind of like a um, a uh, 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 kind of like a, a a daycare that is in the area as well that run by Miss Emma mm-hmm. that. Has been there forever. She even, you know, Ice Cube was there as a kid, and now his son, um, who was born in in the first movie, attends there. So you see, you see the daycare, Daycare. and and it's part of the community. Yes, and this is all about trying to build out the build out the community, right? And all of that is pretty good. You got Harry Lennox twirling his mustache. It's only evil Harry Lennox can do. Yeah, I mean, it like. If they ever make the Snightly whiplash the movie, <laughs> Harry Lennox has right. it sewn up, right? Um, because he is he's he's no joke. He yes he, he, and and he's actually it's fun to see him there. The, the the shame of it is he's just not in the movie enough. Right, right. Because I think most of the twirling of the the mustache is given to the alderman character, Lalo Brown, played by Robert Woods, uh, Robert Wisdom. Yeah, uh, how about of, that? Of the Wire fame. Yeah, um, almost unrecognizable um, if, if you know him from the Wire. Almost unrecognizable, yeah. <laughs> but you, you're quickly reminded. Yeah, um, in the barbershop, uh, but. And he's having fun. Mm -hmm. He's having having fun and I enjoyed watching him in the movie as well. Um, But I think this is a film that ultimately while I like it, I want to like it so much more. And I Mm -hmm. think the the problem is that the movie's trying to do a little bit too much. Mm. Uh, Especially in trying to build out the Cedric the Entertainer's character, Eddie, by giving us his backstory, basically his origin story right. of how he came to be a part of the barbershop as well as a part of the community. Right, And I'm not saying that's not a bad instinct to try and fill in the gaps mm-hmm. of, his, of his backstory. They're not gaps that any of us were asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a bad idea to do it. I just think there is a way to do it and make it germane to the ongoing plot. Sure. And I think they fail here. Sure. And going to the flashbacks, you see how he actually came to be a part of the barbershop. Basically um, trying to steal meat so that he could barbecue for his his uh, family. Right. And then runs into the barbershop back in 1966 i believe Yeah, Yeah, yes july 4th of 1967 runs into the barbershop and calvin's father like hides him um from the cops for him you know because he just you know hey you know i'm cut you a break bruh and he appreciates it and then like you know i can give you like a real life like boom he's got a life there at the barbershop and you see him kind of like try and find his way in the barbershop you see him uh, one time, rolling with the Black Panthers, but that seems yeah. seems to go a little left. Um, you see, there the, the, how the streets are about to go erupt at the the uh, assassination of Martin Luther King, um, but it is Eddie who actually keeps the the streets from attacking the barbershop, right. to which Calvin's father is Calvin Senior is forever grateful, and thus. Eddie will always have a seat there and doesn't have to pay rent, right? For the seat, all that's kind of cool. All that could have been ha- handled in about two or three flashbacks. Sure, you flesh out his sure flesh out his story. It's done, but there's about three or four additional flashbacks. <laughs> Where we learn that Eddie is, like, you know, thinks he's a member of the, like, he's got his own kind of, like, wannabe four tops that he's, like, trying to put together. He's got, um he's got a, you know, I'm not mad at him for having a relationship or getting, having some type of a relationship with a lady, Loretta, who he sees on a passing train played by Garcelle Bouvet Nylon um a beautiful woman. I've always thought hey, so. If you're gonna hop a train. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. hop to train for her. Yeah. Um and I point out her beauty primarily because outside of being a beautiful woman, she does nothing in the film. And I right. think she maybe says two lines in the film. Right. Late in the film. Yes. Other than that, she is just this figment of this this object of desire for him. Who who he does get, we we learn. Right. Probably really needs right. It doesn't. It doesn't it really add nothing to the movie to the, and, the and movie and the action and the, and it doesn't. And it really doesn't add anything to sure. his character even. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, it, inform, it does his it it does doesn't inform his character. It right. doesn't inform his character in the future in right. any way. Um. So it, it. So that ultimately becomes a distraction. And and, and uh, again, and maybe having too many toys to play with when we do have those flashbacks sometimes the flashbacks are in color sometimes the flashbacks are in black and white yeah sometimes the flashbacks are like there's like just a spot color that's highlighted yeah. like the reds are highlighted it doesn't know what it wants to do as far as what story does it's trying to tell visually mm-hmm. so then i'm like really at a loss it's it's like somebody's got a bunch of toys and they're playing with it, and they're having fun, but they but they're just not putting it together to make a cohesive story right. um and then, I also think in trying to give everyone at least some type of moment in the film mm-hmm. um, I think it bends over backwards where it didn't need to. I mean, okay, because you've got Queen Latifah, as you pointed out, who right. is highlighted as a special appearance by Queen Latifah, so, right? So that means that Queen Latifah is going to be coming in and out of this film, mm-hmm. which means that we also have to cut to the beauty shop next door, sure, for the banter of the women in the beauty shop, yeah, why. I don't know. It doesn't inform anything to the movie right, at all right. either. And Queen Latifah certainly has a couple of scenes with uh, Calvin, mm-hmm. Ice Cube's character, where you learn that they had a past relationship. right? Um, and then she has a very memorable scene with Eddie right. at a cookout. To me, that's enough to qualify special appearance by Queen Latifah. Absolutely. You don't need to go to the beauty shop right well, you you've okay, established you've established the beauty yeah. shop which is fine but you don't need i mean they go back to the beauty shop for cutaway about two or three times yeah and i maybe once i don't think you needed to go go there three times if what you're doing is to set up the inevitable you know um spin off which is beauty mm-hmm. shop yeah i think two or maybe one time is enough right you know and then If people want more, they'll beg you for more. Unless you've got beauty shop, right? So I think that this is trying to set up a whole bunch of stuff, and I liked it. I just really liked, wanted to like it more. Yeah. Well, it's a sequel. Mm -hmm.
0: It's a sequel, and and unfortunately, with the sequel, it's a zero sum game. Right. Either it's better than the first one, or it's not as good as the first one. Right. And almost by definition, if a film is successful enough to garner a sequel, mm-hmm. the sequel has a high bar to get it over. True. Because it's the sequel to a film that was successful enough that they green greenlit a sequel. Right, And this is not as good as Barbershop. No. I still like it. Yes. I, I, I still like it. I think I will start with with in many ways I thought was the greatest misstep. Bless you. Thank you. And then go for it. I, okay. I think I think this is a case where the filmmakers studied what worked mm-hmm. well in barbershop. Paid attention to the critique, the criticism around Barbershop. And you get get the sense that that shaped how they did Barbershop too. Okay. Very beginning, I think everyone agreed that Eddie was the breakout character mm-hmm. from Barbershop. So the instinct is the people want more Eddie.
1: Double down on Eddie.
0: I think the misstep occurs. I always think of 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 August, the, the the playwright August Wilson mm-hmm. and someone said one, one of the criticisms that August Wilson you, you know you think about fences the piano lesson um seven guitars so on so forth people say that August Wilson's plays are oftentimes black people and usually black men sitting around telling stories to each other mm-hmm. and August Wilson said well that's the way black people communicate right we sit and we tell stories to one another and I think it would have been much more effective if those actual flashbacks didn't occur, and Eddie just talked Ta- about them. Yeah, and even with the with the 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 the, the story about the riots, mm-hmm. I thought it w- that would have been a great opportunity for for you know someone like uh, Checker Ed. To, to, checker fred i mean checker fred to pipe up and say you know why your daddy gave him a free seat right mm-hmm. and then get him into it and you maintain that oral history that was so strong in the first one again my absolute favorite scene in the first film is eddie teaching the younger barbers how to use a straight razor yeah but he's talking to him but they use flashbacks and as far as flashbacks go, I, I wish they would have handled them differently. But Cedric the Entertainer, I think, is is very personable. Yes, uh, he, he looked like he looks like he's always having a good time. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a misstep, but it certainly wasn't a deal breaker for right. me. Right. You build out the community. Barbershop is very much part of the community, so now we're gonna build it out. So mm-hmm. so now we have the alderman that comes in and everything with the alderman, and he's like the alderman Davis out of good times, like he's the
1: sketchy alderman. That's the that's who I was trying to think of.
0: Yes. <laughs> regentrification is certainly a going concern in these urban spaces and the feature of regentrification where these 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 franchises come in mm-hmm. and close down everything, whether we're talking about coffee shops or restaurants or this. And there, I don't know if if you remember, there was a minute where they did try to do this with barbershops. That's true. And yeah. it failed miserably for the reason it failed. Like, a barbershop is not something that you set up like McDonald's. Yeah. So, I, you know, I understand that, again, the two additions to the cast, Harry Linux. Um, Queen Latifah and I'll get to Queen Latifah in a second these are good actors so it's it's you know it's solid it's, it's just a sequel to a film that was better mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of conversation around the lack of female voices in barbershop as much as we appreciated the spaces that they found there still weren't a lot of female voices. No, it's not. To their credit, I think the filmmakers, everyone involved in Barbershop listened. Mm-hmm. So they said, How can we get more female voices into Barbershop? I know. Let's go into a beauty salon. Right.
1: And they've already established
0: in the first one that there was a beauty shop next door. Like you, I could have done without it, mainly because I'm I'm in barbershop to visit old friends. Right. Like I want to see what's happened in the two years that right. have passed. So while I like Queen Latif, I actually liked the little barbershop, I mean the little beauty salon cast, mm-hmm. and and the, the conversation with, I thought was innocuous and okay. Mm-hmm. I just would rather have been in the barbershop.
1: Yeah, and they also to be fair, they steal moments where they could have really truly fleshed out the lead woman right. of barbershop, yeah. Eve. Eve, right and and they, but still.
0: They kind of build out a little bit the character. We learn a little bit more about Dinka. We learn, you know, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas's character. Um, I just forgot oh, his no. his name. I'm looking right at him. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy is left and he's pursuing his political career. Ricky is 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 more than just pretty odd thug. Like he, he, you see, there's a little depth in there. I have to say. The sexual tension between Ricky and Eve's character which bled off the screen in the first film Mm -hmm. I thought they showed admirable restraint. Yes they did. Before actually going through with it. It's a great reversal that now Isaac is the man. Mm -hmm. Running joke in the first film is that the white barber can't possibly be a good barber. Now they have this and now he's the man. And now appropriately enough Jimmy who gave him his shot Can't get in his chair. Gotta use Booksy. So, (laughs) Don't get me started. You're trying to trigger me. Booksy is the app that barbers are using to make appointments and my barber has started using Booksy and I hate it. Going, this man, uh, you know, almost ten year. Yo, I see you in two weeks. Like, I don't know why. Yo, I see you in two weeks at this time isn't an appointment. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> It's say eleven o'clock on your little computer there. Right, that means you get out the seat. Right, right. and I'm like, I, I knew you was, next, I I you was in that. I was in scene. Oh my!
0: Don't even get. Oh, all right. Anyway, I understand the instincts. I also. I admired how deep they went into the well for the first film, like mm-hmm. like even bringing back Tom, Tom uh, Wright Tom Wright as the detective for a scene. The brother who who um oh the, the you who Calvin man. gave the free haircut. Oh yes is, yes, is 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 in this film still getting haircuts? Um, I just forgot the 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 comedian's name. He's in he's he's in
1: Blackish. Oh um. Oh, uh, ooh, yee, yee, yes, because he's there. Um, oh, man. Dion Cole. Dion Cole. Dion Cole is still
0: around. We already talked about Checker Fred. Mm-hmm. You have a call back to the apple juice. You have all these call. Like, it's a film that really cares mm-hmm. about its connection to Barbershop. But ultimately, like you said, as much as I liked it, and I did. I really liked Barbershop, too. I don't like it as much.
1: Yeah, see, and like I hear you on elevating or having more women represented, that the female voice mm-hmm. more represented in the film. But like I said, I think that the opportunity was there for for to showcase Eve. Then, right? Um, I also think, and I don't know, but maybe this speaks something of the actress. There was an opportunity to do something with Jasmine Lewis as uh Calvin's wife.
0: Right. But see then you have to leave the barbershop. Like Eve really is the the point person for what you're talking about. Yeah, but
1: it, but, but dude, even if she no, certainly I think more of it could have been done with Eve, um, mm-hmm. because honestly, honestly, them talking about how she had kind of like turned this new leaf, outside of like a couple of lines, I know she really, she really she didn't, really didn't, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. I mean, if you want to count the yoga type slash Tai Chi, Kung Fu right. thing she did on the beach, other than that, she really is pretty much she looked the same. I the same chick to me. I, to me. Um, I remember enjoying the scenes that Ice Cube had with his wife in the first one mm-hmm. and then seeing that they brought back the same actress mm-hmm. I would have liked to see right. her have more to do. Right. And, and I liked the couple of scenes they had together. Right. Yeah. And I, just, I think you could have yeah. done some more with her. Like why couldn't she when he actually goes down to make his big speech at the end why couldn't she, you know she go there with him. Not sure. He was going to go. Sure. You know? Because they were a team you know. They, they absolutely. Um. So I, I, I don't know. That's it's a it's a nitpick, mm-hmm. you know. Ultimately, like you said, it it's a it was a sequel. We like it well enough. There are definitely um, moments in here where I crack the hell up. Oh yeah, I, I laugh. I laugh. I do like Cedric the Entertainer, um, and when he is just present day Eddie, yes, he is phenomenal. Especially when he was talking about I can't talk about Luther Vandross.
0: Why yes. can't
1: I talk about Luther Vandross? Yes, yes. Which, which is you can't talk about Luther Vandross. He is one of those people that you just, you know, you can't talk about. Oh yeah. Um, I did think it was kind of um, a little eerie, them making the R. Kelly jokes. Look, that they did.
0: I have said for the past couple of years, R. Kelly is the great crime of Gen X, mm. because there was not one, like there was not one moment that all of us didn't know exactly what R. Kelly was doing.
1: Yeah, That's
0: true. From the moment he was a shadowy figure in the background on the cover of 15 year old Aaliyah's album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. We all knew exactly what R. Kelly was doing and we thought it was funny. We made jokes about him peeing on a teenage girl. He got married to Aaliyah. Yo, then oh, we all stepped in the name of love. And and when IFC did the Trapped in the Closet and showed all of the Trapped in the Closet the videos. video, would did, and w- I would watch it every year because it cracked me up. And and yes, yeah, so in two thousand and four, they were in the barbershop making jokes about the R. Kelly. It, it doesn't even feel right to call it a sex tape. Because that girl was underage.
1: You know, I'm proud to say I never watched any of those in the closet videos. They are quite entertaining. I've not seen anyone, well, ever. Yeah. No. Deborah Battle points out that this was the first movie mm-hmm. of a very young Kiki Palmer. Palmer. Kiki Palmer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And had a speaking role too. I know. I know. Up against uh Cedric the Entertainer mm-hmm.
0: going toe to toe. It's like her and uh Megan Good was in was that Friday or, or was that Friday that Megan Good went to remember Megan Good went to um bought ice cream Friday from Pinky. That's right, that's right. And she actually says I hate him. Yeah. So yeah, that that's sure right. was. That sure right.
1: was. Um and down to Mars, girl on YouTube wants to know what you think of Keenan Thompson. I don't know why, but I'm just answering the question. I
0: just unnecessary, but I think my generalized feeling about the whole movie is that Barbershop has so much goodwill from mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. that I just let that slide. Like, like
1: Keenan, you know, he's, it's not it's Keenan Thompson. Yeah, I, I, I want to like Keenan Thompson more. Like, I think he's good I, i've seen him in a bunch of things and he's okay mm-hmm. but i feel like i should like him more even Absolutely. when i see him on snl i think a lot of it might be an age thing i guess but see
0: like i think a lot of people grew up with Keenan well, thompson yeah, they, and Ke- now he's uh what was what was the name of the show i mean he was on um all that and then it was Keenan and Kel that oh, Keenan and Kel, yeah and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, welcome to Good,
1: good Burger. Good I'm Burger. i take your order. Which I
0: guess we should do Good Burger at some point. At one point, we will. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not mad at it. It's arguably an important film. But yes, it is. So, I not mind. <laughs> That's my answer for everything in this film that otherwise I would have hated in another film. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind.
1: Let me ask you, okay? Suppose uh, you've got your barber. Yes. But suppose. The swanky nappy cuts opens up. No. Are you going to at least check it out? No. You're not even going to check it out. It's not what you go to the barber for. Okay. No. Yeah. Actually
0: I actually hated that period when people were trying to poach Mm -hmm. barbering. Mm -hmm. Like there was a period where like other communities were trying to come in and gentrification. Like there was that moment where people were trying to step into that barber space. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I am proud to say that black men resisted it.
1: Yes. But no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. You? No. I told you. Well, I mean, one, I haven't gone to the barber. Right, but in theory. But in theory, no. Because that's the type of place where... The barber I hate works. The barber I hate right. is the barber that is dressed better than me. Oh, here you go with Like, that. my barber should not be dressed better than me because now you don't want to get your clothes dirty. Look, it's about the culture. The, the, that one it, there
0: was a little detail at the end when Eddie is holding court and he's about to go into the Luther bit mm-hmm. and they cut to the door. Mm -hmm. And a little boy comes in, yeah. So the little boy hears it, yeah. But that's what it's all about, you know. I said when we talked about barbershop, like it's all like 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 this is a a continuation of this culture, like 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 like. No,
1: no, I'm going to a barbershop, barbershop. I, I was ready to let this go, but you brought it up, so. That moment, yeah, when that kid that's come in, mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going for. What yes. you just said. Yes. I don't think it lands. It's Because it, it's not edited it, it, well. And it's
0: not organic. They yeah. don't organically set it up. And at this point, they're very consciously trying to kill a sacred cow. Yeah. And they were trying to figure out, what's the most sacred cow that I can kill? Ironically, and not be too controversial. Mhm. Cuz mm-hmm. in 2004 you like it's always something crazier you can say. Yes. But they didn't say it. Yeah. Cuz now it's 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 barbershop 2 and now this is a an
1: endeavor. Right. So r- 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 yes, yes.
0: So I agree with you it didn't land. Okay. It it didn't land. I actually thought the most electric moment in the barbershop when the brother from the Nation of Islam sat down and there was that quick back and forth mm. about the nation of, I mean, it's Chicago. Yeah, like, yeah. Because he was talking back Eve. and forth about him being in the nation of Islam, and they were talking about religion. And there was that kind of moment of electricity mm-hmm. that you get in an actual barbershop. Yeah. But then they had to pull up. Right. Because, again, now it's Barbershop 2. It's Barbershop 2. Like, Barbershop 2 is never going to make a joke about Rosa Parks. Right. right. Like this is barbershop too. Right. It's right. a whole lot of money on the table. But I like the the sentiment. Like like I, I, I like mm-hmm. the sentiment mm-hmm. of again they're they're there are these boys in the shop and they're learning at the you know, they're they're listening and they're learning the culture. Right. So right. but the question of course or you finished? Were you finished? I'm, I'm finished. Sorry. The question of course as always would you recommend Barbershop to? back in business?
1: Yeah. Like I said, I liked it enough. I think it's a fun movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a good time. I think it's not... It takes itself a little bit more serious than Barbershop. Yes. But not too much more seriously. So um, there's enough fun stuff in there, there's, like I said, there's weird editing, there's weird special effects going on in this movie for <laughs> absolutely no reason. They to got dead. some more Lend money, nothing to the story. some um, money. Um, but that that besides, it's a fun film, and I think people you know will enjoy it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. If if you love Barbershop, it's it's infectious. I, I did the same thing this week that I did a couple of weeks ago after Barbershop. I almost watched this immediately after and when this went off I almost if I had had time I probably would have watched Barbershop 3. Which I haven't seen Not yet. Because, because I don't think Barbershop 3 is as good as this and even in the trailers you can see that the wheels are a little wobbly mm-hmm. but I love these characters. These characters are like old friends and and it's it's really great checking back in with them and there's certainly a lot more good than I'm not even going to say bad just there's a lot more good than not as good as the good mm-hmm. yeah. but even the not as good as the good whether we're talking about Keenan Thompson whether we're talking about the flashbacks with Eddie whether we're we're talking about the the various subplots with the uh with the characters. Absolutely, absolutely. If you love Barbershop, absolutely, I would recommend watching Barbershop too. And I know you love Barbershop, so
1: so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Check out Barbershop two back in business. Um, it's streaming somewhere. Oh please, you'll find it and you'll you enjoy can find, it through a rock. You can find Barbershop two. There you go. Before we get out of here, a couple of, just a couple of messages, ladies and gentlemen. I invite you all to check out a uh, if you like our podcast, and we know that you do. Check out the King of Crenshaw, a four-part podcast focusing on how the late Nipsey Hussle's life, death, and legacy deeply impacted the sports world. Is presented by uh, ESPN's Thirty for 30 and the Undefeated, and it is available everywhere that you find podcasts. And there is a new video game, Avengers War for Wakanda just dropped, and we're not about giving out free advertisement here on the Michelle Mission. We're not. But if you are a fan of video games, and if you are more, to the point, a fan of that game, I invite you to Pay attention to the a uh, couple of the, the roles in that video game, and specifically the character of Ayo A Y O, who is uh, one of the Dora Milaje in in training, and one of the elders of Wakanda, um, because that character is voiced by a very good longtime friend of myself. Tamika Simpkins, who's doing okay. big things in the voiceover field out there in California. Very uh, nice, Tamika. Yeah. So she is actually a voice in Avengers, a couple of voices, actually. Okay. In Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda video game. Okay. Excellent. So, so check That's that out. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So so much, much props to Tamika. Okay. I, I'm I am Sincerely, very very happy for her All Go right. see Candyman
0: if you are inclined to go to the theaters. Yeah, and shout out to in... Nia Dacosta. Very happy for her.
1: Yes, please go see. And if you're in the Philadelphia area, you know, <laughs> shoot, shoot line a line. I'm looking for someone to go to the movies with <laughs> to <laughs> see. I want to go on Saturday, but Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Be a good Saturday yeah. afternoon. Just right. because Vince won't go. No, no, no. Vince no, won't go no, with no, me, no. ladies and gentlemen. Only thing scarier than Candyman is the Delta variant. Well, that's true. I might even make it a double I might even make it a double feature, Vince. Because Candyman is in theaters and Shang-Chi drops this weekend. Does it drop this weekend? Yeah. Mm. You're not going. Anyway. (laughs) So shoot us a line. And if you don't want to shoot us a line about that, ladies and gentlemen, you can share all of your thoughts and concerns or anything about the Michelle Mission. Email us at mission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N the Show Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. Go to our website, Mission.com, where you can hit swag to check out all of the cool designs we have available for your buying pleasure by way of our good friends at T Public. Like <clears throat> and follow the Michelle Mission on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. You can find us at Show Mission, which is a proud member of the Podglomerate curated podcast for your curated pleasure. Go to thepodglomerate.com. They make podcast work. All right. All right. next week, Vince. Yes, sir. It's your turn. Yeah, I love I love this,
0: this these moments where they aren't theme months. Mm-hmm. And we just sort of pull in moves. Hey, we, should, hey, hey, we should. And next week we are doing a film that I almost chose earlier this summer. Oh, really? When we did New Jersey Drive. This mm-hmm. this is a film that is part of a a fairly small group of films that Spike Lee produced mm. as opposed to directed. So he you know, got the financing, some guidance, but and it kind of fell under his umbrella. And it is a film that I remembered liking a very great deal when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how well it has aged, especially as many of us have much more nuanced views on blackness Mm. and what does and does not constitute being black, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And this would be a film from 19 a year. I don't know because it's not in front of me. (laughs) 1994. 1994 with Eric, starring Eric LaSalle. Mm-hmm. I am talking about Drop
1: Squad. Drop Squad.
0: So Ving Rhames Von D. Curtis, Von D. Hall, Curtis Hall, Cassie Hall, Lemons, Cassie Lemons
1: uh, and directed by David C. Johnson. And as you mentioned, produced by Spike Lee. Yeah. A film that I have not seen. You've never seen Drop Squad. Okay.
0: Interesting. Nor have I heard of Oh, you don't know, remember when people were saying that N word needs to get drop squatted? <laughs> That'll make sense next week if you've never seen that it. That must be a Baltimore. No, thing. it wasn't a Baltimore thing at all. They never said that in Philly. Oh, oh. I, well, we'll talk.
1: I don't, I don't remember
0: it. Is some people in the chat right now know exactly what I'm talking about? Maybe I mean, they weren't saying and it they to weren't, me. And they, right.
1: Apparently, I didn't need to get dropped. Right. From well, hope, no hopefully not. Me.
0: Hopefully not. But this will all make sense next week.
1: Robert Monroe Jr. is is all down. He said that's a good movie that's definitely a good movie.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, especially now that I know that you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Well, so I'm
0: looking forward to that. Alright. So yeah, next week, Drop Squad.
1: Next week, ladies and gentlemen, on the Michelle Mission, Drop Squad from 1994 for all of you out there watching the films along with us, and we really like uh, appreciate that. Absolutely. All of you. And, and, and it would be We're nice to hear from, from some of you. I think yeah. some of those people that, that watch it, they just watch it and then they listen to the review and they keep it moving. Right, right, right. But right. it would be nice to hear from some of you who are watching the films along with us. It'd be kind of dope. First to check out your views on the films. All right. That's it for this evening. Until next week. He's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say.
0: We'll see you when it's time to meet again.